Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, one million percent humidity uh, here in the city of Chicago. It was already it was already hot and muggy, and then it just like poured rain. You know, and it wasn't one of those where it just like it got twenty degrees cooler after the storm front came through. It was just oh, it's still eighty eight degrees, and now it's just the humidity levels even higher. So. Uh, taking, uh, I think two showers today. One was in the rain and one was like trying to wash all the dirt and, and, you know, perspiration off me and everything. But yeah, it's still like just you touch any part of your body and it's just like your skin sticks. It's the worst feeling. Uh, Midwest. Nothing better though on like a day like that than like when you, when you turn the shower on and it's cold at first, like that's the best feeling in the fucking world. Oh (laughs) yeah. And then as soon as you jump out, it's over, it's over. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the humidity here is second only to uh, New Orleans, which Mm. is basically just like, you know, like when New Orleans was all underwater, that was only like slightly more uh, humid than just a normal day. (laughs) Slightly Uh, more moisture in the air than than a normal day. More moist. Yeah, well, and, and the cockroaches, again, you know, cockroaches down there get the size of your fist, oh. uh, and and they fly. So <laughs> you see a fucking cockroach the size of a bat flying at your head, you're just like, yeah, you know what? This isn't the city for me. I'm not going to live here anymore. <laughs> I uh, so. I love it there. I lo- I've I've been there twice. You know, my uh, fiance went to college there, so we've we visited there a couple times, and I love it. But like, I know I can never live there. Like, literally, both times we went. Uh, you couldn't drink any water, like you know they had like a boil water advisory because oh that's every other week there yeah yeah no, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> it's um, what you get when you get like an actual like thriving city inside of like a really Republican stronghold state that has no like environmental regulations oh, or none yeah yeah and, and then of course you know it's it's you know New Orleans is completely surrounded by oil refineries which yeah uh, whenever they flood it's just like oh we we just you know we keep half the chemicals in open air ponds. Uh, uh, oops! Should we have not done that? We don't. We don't know. No one's ever told us what to do. If only we had an environmental regulation agency. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I've been. It, it's been quite a week. Um, you know, we talked about the riots last week, uh, and things kind of died down, and then things kind of dialed back up here. Um, we started having like multiple protest marches every day. Um, none of them had quite the energy of the first night where people were lighting cars on fire and uh, smashing every single window. But uh, since then, every business, virtually every business has put plywood up over their, um, over their windows. Um, some of them had already gotten looted. Other ones were just doing it as a precautionary measure. So it's, you know, as we're opening up everything from quarantine, now it's like now a business is also afraid to, <laughs> to, to let, you know, have anyone come in because they're going to loot the place. Um, but then in the last couple of days, uh, it, it, the, the plywood has gone and undergone an amazing transformation because everyone is painting murals uh, on the plywood covering the windows. And almost all of them are murals relating to, uh, you know, um, George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. George Floyd, uh, Black Lives Matter in general. Um, There was one, uh, actually a family dollar had some of the most elaborate stuff I'd seen and actually had a a really huge mural um, that said, uh, fight racism, decolonize America. And this was in a uh, largely Puerto Rican neighborhood and almost every business has a Puerto Rican flag out front. And they actually had a Puerto Rican flag painted on the other side of their plywood on their side of the building. <laughs> but that was by far like, cause you'd, you'd see like a lot of pandering messages from like white businesses. They're just, Oh, be, you know, respect each other. Like that's like, <laughs> literally like <laughs> shut up. 
uh, you know, Black violence. Lives Matter. That's that's yeah. pretty basic, right? But yeah. decolonize America, like that's pretty ballsy as far as just you know putting your message out there. Oh, as, yeah. a, as a business and Family Dollar is like a huge chain. It's not like a you know it's an individual thing. So it must have been a, a you know a, a single franchise who did that. Yeah, there's no way corporate let that. There's no way they ran that one up to the chain to corporate to be like, hey, no. do you guys mind if we write uh, no. decolonize America on the side of our building? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, can you, can you <laughs> no, run that by me? On the front, on the front, <laughs> on the front. Of the front excuse me. Yeah, no, even, uh, yeah. Well, even better, but yeah, even um, worse in their eyes. But some of the neighborhoods have such a strong, uh, you know, ethnic identity, uh, or, or you know, I guess in this case, territorial identity for Puerto Rico. Um, the Humboldt Park area is, is another amazing. Was place by the way puerto rico uh, puerto rico is amazing yeah and and talking about uh, wonderful people with the you know very conscious of history uh history of uh, you know haiti and jamaica and and all of that really uh but just to see all these you know this transformation of the city to go from um you know just regular storefronts to being all smashed and glass everywhere and then suddenly it's all covered with wood and now it's covered with artwork it, this is just like it, it, it's uh, we may never see anything like this ever again because most of these yeah. businesses, what they're doing right now while they have their windows boarded up is that they're installing, uh, you know, like gates behind the glass that are going to drop down every time. So, like, they'll never have to worry about this ever again. Um, so, yeah, very, very unique uh, time. It, uh, the huge long Twitter thread that I've been adding to every day, um, if it's pinned on my uh, Twitter account at Mike Slutty, scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll see some of those murals I t- took some photos of today. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you know. You mentioned something I wanted to talk about, uh, the phrase Black Lives Matter, because, you know, it, it, it's been it, it. Black Lives Matter has been a movement, you know, and a, and a, and a kind of, you know, slogan of, of you know, various uh, left, you know, uh, circles for a long time now. And it, it's kind of crazy to me how quickly I mean, I think we, we talked about this a little bit with the word progressive too. how quickly liberals can immediately co-opt like a formerly uh, either radical or you know moderately radical phrase and just suck it dry of all of its meaning and power and you know any kind of um oomph but it's so crazy how quick that happened with black lives matter where you know like like back in 2016 when colin kaepernick was was kneeling you know during the anthem the protest police brutality um liberals fucking ran away like he had leprosy like they wouldn't go anywhere near him you know the democrats sent out emails that got leaked in the wikileaks emails about how they should not uh associate with black lives matter how they should not um have dialogue with them you know do not support them publicly fucking ruth bader ginsburg everyone's favorite you know woke judge talked about how disrespectful colin kaepernick was fucking Obama, that motherfucker, went out and was like, oh, you should think about what he's doing to military families by kneeling during the anthem. And <laughs> you look fucking five years, four four years, not even five years, four years later, and Mitt Romney is tweeting out Black Lives Matter. <laughs> fucking oh, yeah, he, he's tweeting out a selfie he took while he's marching in the streets. Yeah. You know, like not even a photo op where they, they link arms and a professional. No, he actually went to a protest. Which- uh, yeah. Well, if you if you know anything about Mitt Romney, uh, Mitt Romney's uh, father was the governor of Michigan and marched with Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm yeah. X. So it's it's like the the idea that he's 
you know, no, it, he, course, he doesn't hate black people. He just hates poor people. Like Mitt Romney was never <laughs> right. <laughs> was never from that wing of the Republican Party. Right. Well, it, this, it, this is you know, of course, like they want to water it down. They want to co-opt it. They want to turn it into just uh, optics, that, and and nothing ever changes. You know, they they, they painted this huge mur- mural in Washington D.C. on the street that says Black Lives Matter. Right. And it was all like, yeah, oh, the up. mayor's sticking it to Trump. You know, he's, you know, and it's like, what's this going to change at all? Uh, really nothing. But at least it is somehow, you know, it is public art. Okay. So there, there you go. But then some activist added to it Black Lives Matter equals defund the police. And the mayor was like, uh, no, 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 no. And I have her quote here. It's hilarious. This is oh, from DC God. Mayor Muriel Bowser, who is a black woman. Uh, she said about the addition to the mural, the, the defund the police part, well, it's not part of the mural, and we certainly encourage expression, but we are using the city streets for city art. <laughs> so it's, She's like saying it's not legitimate because the city yeah, didn't course. sanction it, so fuck you. Uh, and, and the mayor uh, said that she hasn't even had a chance to review it. Like, it's three words <laughs> you have to fucking review. What are you, an art critic? That is, like, that oh, is my I've favorite. Time to, yeah. My favorite politician dodge is, hey, what do you think about the president tweeting that, uh, like, all black people are, are like, are like terrorists? Oh, well, you know, I haven't had time to review that. Oh, no, here, but here's here's the actual text of the tweet. Oh, yeah, well, you know, well, I haven't seen that. You know, he, he certainly tweets a lot. Like, just th- th- so it's such a weaselly politician move to just sure. be like, I haven't right. seen that. But it's like, no, but, but I'm telling you what it is. And it's like, oh, well. It's because our consultants haven't done a focus group on it yet. <laughs> so how could I possibly give you an answer? Oh, crazy. God. God. you people it's yeah and, and and just you know talking about about phrasing too like even in a lot of these protests I, i'm seeing organizers really tampering down you know the amount of aggression that's in people right now uh you know where you've got a crowd of thousands of people and then they have everyone you know sit down and you know uh are silent for eight eight minutes and then it's over and then it's like okay we're all gonna go home for the sake of safety now and it's like but we have thousands of people here <laughs> It's dark out. We should be fucking shit up, right? And they're like, no, 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 no. Safety, safety. It's like you're just letting the police win. Are you collaborating with the police? Like, what's what is going on here? And you know, some of the organizations that have put on some of these protests are, are I think, legitimate. And then another one is you're kind of like, are these really just like professional organizers who are really just worried about like their professional organizing career, or are they, you know, uh, the, the, they working, you know, getting paid to work for an actual nonprofit group that gets funding? from the business community and they're, they're sent there to basically like make sure the protest voluntarily goes home. Right. Voluntarily obeys the curfew. Yeah. You know, it's like you're out there chanting, chanting, no justice, no peace. And then you're calling for peaceful protest. You can't do both. Peaceful, you know, peaceful protest uh, is, is definitely not going home when the police tell you to, it's not obeying the police. Yeah. And this is something that, you know, has come up, you know, since time immemorial in protest movements, uh, you know, you saw it during Occupy, you obviously saw it, you know, before that during the civil rights movement, but you have, it's very easy when you have massive crowds and massive decentralized movements for, you know, for cops to infiltrate, for uh, provocateurs to infiltrate, for all these things. So like there was like an organizer in New York that apparently was working with police uh, like the people were monitoring, you know, cause in New York people were trying to kind of monitor the police chatter to see, 
what they're saying to make sure that they don't run into them. And they ended up running into them anyway, even though there was no chatter about their location. Come to find out there was one of their organizers who was actually texting with the cops, texting them their fucking location, which is how they ended up getting kettled. Like this whole giant oh, yeah. group of protesters. Yeah, that's that's happened. I know people who have been the liaison uh, between the organizers and the police. So it looks like it's all rabble rousy, but really they're working with the police. Mm-hmm. Everything's pre-planned. Uh, you know, they'll make a few arrests here and there if people misbehave. But th- we had there was a march, the, the biggest one we've had. This was this was like the family march. 30,000 people showed up at like 11 a.m. On, a, on Saturday, which is way too early for me. So like I wasn't doing that shit no matter what. <laughs> not a single arrest. 30,000 people, not a single arrest. And people got on Twitter and said that was that's what made it successful. And I was appalled. That's not what's that's that should never be the measure of success if you're <sighs> if you have 30,000 people and not one person got arrested that means you're doing nothing to challenge the status quo you're doing nothing to challenge the authority of, of this police state you're doing nothing to uh make wealthy business owners uh, fear for their, their profits right and but, if you're not doing those things then you you have no right to chant no justice no peace because you are being the most subservient peaceful uh stooge and bootlicker possible while you know and, and we'll get into some other examples of people who are, who are clearly well, comrade, fine with ele- that but well when you have a but when you have a protest at 11 I, I think you're missing the bigger picture which is that you do it from like 11 to 12 and then you can go straight to brunch afterwards you can go sit outside <laughs> at your favorite brunch restaurant you can feel like Only you did outside. something for the day you can't sit inside right now but it, it, yeah. it's seriously it's that tweet in real life of like oh well i think that's enough activism for today <laughs> after tweeting out like black lives matter oh my God. or whatever um and, and, and you know literally it's it's like you've got the minneapolis city council has nine votes out of 12 who want to completely dismantle the police department and that's a veto veto proof majority, and mm-hmm. people are like, how could you possibly do such like because they don't even understand that like that just means like basically you know Starting restructuring the whole thing, so, yeah. which has happened before. Uh, Cam- uh, Camden, New Jersey, did this, basically fired the entire police force, uh, and then rehired some of them, but like did a whole bunch of rehiring. So uh, you know, and and then of course people who you know I posted a link to this in uh, like my hometown general purpose Facebook group, which of course is like 20,000 racists. Right. And <laughs> they lost their fucking minds, you know? And they're like, you know, the, the, just, the, this was, this was not from that group. This is a, a sentiment that I saw on Twitter, uh, from a guy named Art Vandalay, which if you know, your Seinfeld trivia was George Costanza's, uh, frequent alias. <laughs> so this guy tweeted, if you live in Minneapolis, get out now. Evacuation of the entire city is your only chance at survival. It will be, <laughs> it will be utter chaos if the police get disbanded. So, uh, again, conservatives getting mad at things they made up themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they, they think that if you get rid of the police, there'll be mass rioting without realizing that the reason why there's mass rioting is because of the police. <laughs> so yeah, 100%. Like, literally. So, you, well, you know, you mentioned the Camden thing, and I, I do want to talk about this whole defund the police thing because um, – you know, it is again. There's another one of these slow. It's it, it's the it's the logical left left maneuver from the liberals co-opting Black Lives Matter is to just come up with a slogan that like we know they're never going to try to co-opt. You know, it, it it happened. We talked about with like, you know, well well everyone likes to call themselves a progressive now, so now it's like well they're never going to call themselves a socialist. Joe Biden's never going to say he wants to defund the police. It, it, it's just way beyond the pale for somebody like him. Um, but what it really means 
is not just like there's no cops and anarchy fucking rules. It's like, no, it, you know, police policing in America is completely built upon a racist, fucking brutal, unethical, unequal system that, you know, we, as we said, descended from like slave patrols and, and Pinkerton uh, cops who were, you know, brought in to break up uh, striking union workers. That's, that's all these modern police departments are just, are just, uh, you know, have direct lineage to those or those groups. What you need to do is literally blow the whole fucking thing up, fire everybody, start a, um, New department, which is, you know, focused on, I, I mean, I think the a demand has to be an unarmed response team. And the only time you ever get a, an armed response team is for like major violent crimes. Like somebody's like shooting up a fucking school. Like there's a, a like basically the equivalent of an armed response team, but well, that is never, you, should never be deployed to a civilian. You make you that know. point about, you know, the, the school sh- getting shot up and everyone has yeah. this, this fantasy that, uh, you know, if there's a school shooter, all the police run in guns drawn looking for the shooter. That's complete fiction. They don't do that. No, I know. They all, they're all terrified. They all hide. All like, they do yeah. is, is sit behind a car and tell the, point the guns at the kids when it comes out with, with their hands up because they don't know who the shooter is. Right. And it could be anybody. The only people that would ever go in would be a SWAT team. Right, so we already have a special team just for that, right? And then, yeah, like, so w- what do the rest of those cops even need guns for? They, no, they don't. They they genuinely situation. don't. Just have a SWAT right. team, and like, you and know, how many, on standby how for many like situations ever are made better by having somebody bring a, a loaded weapon to that situation. Very, like, very many? few. I, I, I can <laughs> like, I can't think of too many outside of of, of a movie. Like honestly, um, you know, and, and if you yeah. have a situation that that requires that. Uh, you know, then you call for call for that backup. But of course, they're all going to say, "Well, then all of our lives are in danger, and we're going out there without the tools." Then quit. We need. Then fucking then, quit. Right. And then they're going to quit, and it's going to be like, "Well, let's see how my how you know what happens when there's no more police walking the streets ever, everywhere." It's like, "Well, then all the crime will cease to exist because <laughs> they're yeah. going to be arresting people for frivolous ass bull- ass bullshit." Yeah. So, yeah. What, what what would we do without cops arresting people for fucking smoking weed in their you know on their front stoop? Like, how would we ever survive as a country without? How without would we evict people when they don't when they can't afford to pay their rent? <laughs> I mean, come on, we just lost our. Come society. on, if there's no cops, who's gonna beat up a seventy five year old fucking old man just trying to peacefully protest? Oh, like, man, gonna... did you see Tom Cotton's tweet? The um, uh, I figure what state he's a is a senator from Tom Cotton. So I think. Yeah, he's, he's terrible. But literally, it's like, again, worst, yeah. conservatives threatening us with a good time. Listen to this. First, it was abolish ICE. Now they want to defund local police departments who keep us safe. What's next? Disbanding the military? Like, <laughs> I like, yeah. don't see why not. That sounds like a great idea, Tom. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> abolish Space Force. Oh, good God. Well, and fucking Trump today tweeted, I, I don't know if you saw this, but he tweeted about, he retweeted like a conspiracy fucking theory about uh, Martin Cugino, the guy who the two cops fucking knocked over and almost killed because he, you know, smacked his head on the concrete and started bleeding out. Uh, he tweeted bleeding some out conspiracy. of his ear. I don't know if you yeah, looked really which, close. He yeah, yeah. It was, back it was horrible. Head. It was blood coming out of his ear. So it means like a brain hemorrhage so- or something. His head hit the ground so hard that something in his brain broke and it's bleeding out of his ear, not from the actual point where his head hit the ground. 
Think yeah, about the, that. It, it, that's it's just unbelievable. Um, that the, the fucking brutality, and then they just can't. I, so you know, I we, I think we I don't even remember if we talked about that last week because I feel like it was just kind of happening as we were. Talking, no, that didn't but, that hadn't happened yet. But yeah, okay. I mean, you watch the cop. You know, he's got like one of their helmets in his hand, and he approaches the two of them after they told people to back up. But it's he's he's like, I'm 75. They're not going to attack me. And it, it looked as though he was trying to give his helmet back to one of them. But, of course, they're in the middle of trying to, you know, beat up other people so, like, they don't care about the helmet. Uh, and then one of the, you know, the supervisor runs from behind and shoves him, and he falls back. Bam, he's out. And then one of the two he was talking to reached down to try to help him, and the guy that shoved him, the supervisor, grabbed that cop by the back of his vest and pulled him back up. And then they all Unreal. just stood there. They all just stood around doing nothing while an old man's bleeding out of his brain. Yep, 75 years old, fucking peaceful uh, he, he's like some kind of like Jesuit fucking like, it, like he's like, you know, the, one of these like nonviolent Catholic, you know, uh, sermon on the Mount type, you know, activists from, from, you know, right. for decades. Um, yeah. And, and, and they almost killed this fucking guy. And the, the, the worst thing about this is the fact that the Buffalo police department initially released a report saying that the man tripped and fell and, None of the fucking cops who were there had to have been 20, 30 people standing around, you know, or like immediately behind or that could have saw this. No one, no one had a fucking word. So this whole idea of like, oh, it's a few bad apples. Where are the good fucking apples? Because none of these motherfuckers said you just beat up a fucking geriatric. You almost killed this guy. Why are you saying they tripped and fell? I saw you push him. And then not do anything to fucking help him. Like, and then there was this this report, which which wasn't true at all. That like fifty seven officers had quit the force, right? And you thought at first it was like in in protest of how, realizing how violent they'd become. No, it was it was in protest allegedly uh, that the this officer was going to be reprimanded was ch- was charged, yeah, with assault. Well, so yeah, no, they they it was kind they of they didn't mis- quit the force. They quit like the the the, the, the response team. team. You know, which which call these. Like- these groups, these groups of cops that go out there to, to beat up protesters are called strike teams. That's yeah, what they're called. Because they all think they're still in fucking Fallujah. Like this, they, they seriously think that they're, they're like, you know, that like they're fucking Blackwater getting on the back of this convoy to transport this, right. this these like, you know, restaurant supplies through enemy lines. Like it's just fucking unreal. So, yeah. They, so what they did was they quit this response team basically being like, well, if you're not going to let us beat up 75 year old men then we're not going to do it anymore. So again, it's like, you know, don't threaten us with a good time. Fuck off. Like, you know, just, just quit. Why don't you just fucking quit? If you're such fragile little bitches that you can't take, uh, being held accountable for, for the fact that you're a bunch of fucking Gestapo thugs who like to beat up 75 year old men and, you know, 90 pound girls at fucking protests. Cause you, you know, your wife is, you know, you can't beat your wife anymore because she's reported you for it. Like that would, like, who knows what the fuck these. And and you, you know, show moves. this shit to liberals, and they're like, "Oh my god, I had no idea." Like, <laughs> you you can't say that now. I remember when Ferguson happened, and they were, you know, police were firing hundreds of tear gas canisters in the suburbs, which, like, you know, I guess, I guess, in that respect, like, we hadn't really seen a lot of that in our lifetime. You know, it was a, just a visualization re- rebellion, we and, seen, yeah. Right, and and literally, like, I, there was somebody on Twitter that was like, "Oh my God, nothing like this has ever happened before." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Go back and watch the footage of what the police did in Oakland in 2011, where they were firing tear gas canisters into the heads of veterans, uh, and then if anyone tried to go help them, they would shoot at them as well. Like it was a fucking war. 
right? And it's just, it's like, they, they, again, it's this liberal historic amnesia where they're like, oh my God, the cops are, you know, the, they've got out of control all of a sudden. It's like, no, they have always been this way. It is always fucking business way. Like the, you, you see that tank they have now, you know, let down the street. Oh, guess what? That's, that's surplus from the Iraq war, but they've always been beating people with clubs. They've yep. always been lynching people either with ropes or with they're, their, they're allowed to have know, that suffocate. by the way, thanks to Barack Obama passing sure. a bill that allows but it, the it's, military. It's like to sell. If you, if you really look at it, that something that is, just recently been militarized and you you have to ignore all the rest of the history of the police in order to think that it's just simply not true um you know and just because they have a tank that you know when do they even use that tank for shit the only thing that tank is good for is if somebody had a machine gun you know or a high power you know magazine rifle whatever the fuck it's bulletproof right um i was i was downtown the other day and they had a like a huge white armored vehicle um I wouldn't call it a tank, but it was certainly like, you know, it's, it still looked like a truck, but it had a turret on top of it with like these bulletproof glass windows on the sides. No, no gun mounted on the turret, but still it's meant to look imposing as shit. Uh, and there was this uh, young black couple standing there and the, the young black man was very upset. He's like yelling about it. Right. And I rode over to them on my bike and I'm like, Hey, you know, what's cool about that thing. They're like, what? I'm like, you can still set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> they both left. So Unreal. I, I just I don't think they expected me to say that. So, so I, I want to talk a little bit about the liberal response to this whole situation because as usual, it's been you know, I like I knew they would not they would fail to like rise to this to meet this moment, but like the way that they failed to meet this moment is just so fucking hilarious to me. So like so, of course, you know, Pelosi led the whole Democratic Congressional Caucus in eight minutes of kneeling while they were wearing uh, kente cloths, which are like, you know, traditional African uh, garb. It's like a scarf sort of situation. I um, mean, I just hope they were playing some music from The Lion King when they did it. Really, really <laughs> it seal that so, deal. It's you like know. we're, we're and then we're afterwards they went and Africans. watched. We're Hamilton, talking about American so. black people that are being brutalized by the cops because of your enabling for fucking decades and you're wearing these kente cloth and it's like it's it's so pandering and so jordan peele actually retweeted somebody who tweeted a picture of the the two parents from get out um wearing the wearing those like they photoshopped the scarves on them and he's like yep that's that's exactly what's happening um so they did this political stunt um which was hilarious by the way i don't know if you saw the video of them trying to get up at the end of the eight minutes but like it was, was, real. was it like it let that life uh, life alert uh, commercial d- d- Pelosi literally had to be helped up like half of them were like you know it was it was really comically goofy um but so they did this in conjunction with unveil so of course they all immediately come out and said well we're not going to talk about defunding the police Joe Biden said it and Pelosi said it like they're really trying to you know subvert the democratic you know the the they're trying to subvert like the activist base who doesn't really pay attention to things and just kind of goes with whatever the sentiment is they're trying to move them away from that kind of language um but they they released their key points for their house reform bill just just i mean this is so pathetic all right so here's here's a couple of the highlights uh Create a national registry to track officer misconduct because I'm I'm sure that'll really get something done. Make it easier to sue off officers who unjustly injure people. <laughs> limit mi- limit military gear sent to the police. 
limit military gear sent to the police. Not eliminate, not ban, but limit. You so each we, get we can one get... tank and one tank only. <laughs> you guys get Sorry. one anti-aircraft missile per 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 uh, per city, you know, precinct. You don't need more than one. I mean, come on, guys. Um, ban chokeholds and no knock arrest warrants in drug cases. They already so, are banned. They're the already banned. Chokehold that, that killed Eric Garner was anyway. already banned, and they wouldn't fucking prosecute the guy. This is. This is and again this and like fucking Duray of course can't can't miss an opportunity to fucking to you know try to get another Doritos sponsorship uh, was out there like on TV pushing I his forgot like, he existed <laughs> oh god he well of course he's trying to make himself the face of this just shameless that he is um and he released this like here, here's eight steps that the cops can do to to reduce crime by seventy or I'm sorry to re- reduce police brutality by seventy two percent. So not eliminate police brutality, but reduce it by 72%. But the further you dig into it, it's basically a massive asterisk is if the if that department has zero of these uh, policies already implemented um, and implements all eight, they could reduce it by up to 72%. Now, his um, uh, planks uh, of his policy... Uh, or all shit that they already have, like ban chokehold, uh, you know, institute body cameras, um, all this shit. And it's like, this literally does nothing. This sh- I'm just trying to pull up the, uh, oh, here it is. Okay. So the eight, eight uh, reforms that mayors can make to, to eliminate police brutality. Uh, ban chokeholds and strangleholds. Again, most departments already have this. Require de-escalation. Officers have to communicate with subjects, maintain distance, and otherwise diffuse tense uh, situations whenever possible. Require a warning before shooting. So not not don't shoot them. Just require a warning. You have to warn them. You know, kind of like the cops warned Tamir Rice, like for uh, uh, you know a, a third, like a millisecond before they shot the fucking twelve-year-old kid to death. Um, exhaust all other means before shooting. Again, everything on here is like, yeah, oh no, it's fine to shoot them, but just you know. Really think about it before you shoot somebody. <laughs> uh, duty to intervene. Officers must stop other officers from using excessive force and report incidents. Ban shooting at moving vehicles. Again, most of the <laughs> shit is already, which is just hilarious. Most of the shit is already banned. Like, and and they just don't. And they don't just don't it. listen. They don't. And they know don't care what the rules yeah. are because they have you know because the police have broken all these rules for so long. They don't realize the police are breaking these rules. Right, they're like, well, if they broke these rules, they would be held accountable, right? No, no, because the the fucking DAs don't want to prosecute that because then the police stop pro- uh, cooperating with the DA on other cases, right? And that's the you know, or or they need the politics, right? They you know they they're going to run for higher office someday, right? And they they want the police on their side. They want the endorsement of police unions someday, so they can go, you know, oh, you know, tough on crime, you know, police union endorse. Like that's that's this is all political. It's all fucking political. There's no justice, right? The, the, there was, you know, speaking of politics, I was, I was tweeted this out. People who think crime would go up without cops have obviously never watched The Wire. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Oh, no, and, and the real. other, the other one I love. I love the irony 
um, that all these small government right wingers are now shitting their pants that Minneapolis mm-hmm. might uh, abolish their, or uh, you know dismantle their police department. Like I thought you were guys were all for smaller government. Like which make up your mind? Which is it? <laughs> this is, yeah. This, like they you know again like the the people who are terrified. You know uh, uh, that we're we're going to get rid of the police are the people who were storming the Capitol with assault weapons because they couldn't get a haircut, like <laughs> just the absolute biggest fucking snowflake crybaby, piss baby, right wingers. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, we, we we rag on liberals all the time, but it's it's just because the right is just beyond beyond criticism. They're just a joke. Yeah, no, it's just comical. So, you know, again, liberals just totally fucking this whole situation up and, and trying to subvert, you know, uh, segments of, of the of the base to, to be against these sorts of things. Jank uh, uh, from TYT uh, oh. tweeted the stupid shit. The worst. Um, just really the worst. I, I just hate having to look at his fat fucking head and his avatar every time he tweets something. I really wish he would just change his picture to like not his head um but but that's besides the point so he he tweeted uh progressive activists have uh have a way of framing things in a way that causes maximum pushback from the from most americans both abolish ice and defund the police sound like you're getting rid of all law enforcement you're not doing that so i don't know why you want to give off that impression Good yeah, ideas about <laughs> yeah no that's exactly what we want to do actually it's literally what we're what we're trying Abol- to do like and this again this is why i fucking hate "Quote unquote progressives," because it's a meaningless word. He thinks that he's the voice of people like that, uh, you know, and, and maybe to some he is. For people who don't know how to think for themselves, uh, but he said the same. He he said abolish ICE was a losing message for Alexander Ocasio Cortez, and guess what? He was fucking wrong, and he's already admitted he was wrong. So now he's backpedaling again because he you know doesn't want his donor. Uh, he doesn't want the money flow to stop for his little his little venture capital um, independent quote unquote media company. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's disgraceful, and it's always been this way. And uh, I, I talk to people all the time, right? And it's like, hey, we, let's abolish the police. But there's no possible other, th- you know, they, they, just, they can't conceive of anything else other mm-hmm. than what exists because they have been told nothing else is possible through a process of controlled opposition in the debate. It's allowed on TV, on cable news that they watch every night, right? Yeah. So it, I, I did want to read a little bit just just to kind of show a, an example of of that controlled opposition to to you know what's allowable in debate, <clears throat> or the way that corporate media likes to frame these things as you know mm-hmm. another world isn't possible, better things aren't possible, <laughs> uh, and there's some really funny lines from this. I'm going to read a couple paragraphs here, but. Uh, the headline, uh, Biden and Democrats seek to shut down calls to defund police. So <laughs> this starts off here. Just this is just the, the writer, whoever it is. The idea of the idea of defunding police is splintering black activists and some progressive uh, prominent progressive lawmakers uh, from Biden and top congressional Democrats while providing fodder for national Republicans who are quickly mobilizing to use it as the latest example of Democrats moving too far to the left in the lead up to November, uh, which has never fucking happened. The Democrats have never moved too far left in the lead up to November. Okay. Nope. So that's, that's just pure fiction. Right. Uh, and you know, if, if that is really like, they're going to say that Republicans are going to say that no matter what. So why not just fucking do it? Like if they're going to say you're going to fucking do it, just do it and then be proud of it and say, fuck you. But of course they will never do that. 
Uh, and, and this just jumps ahead, and it's, there's a transitional word here, but uh, this, is, this just sentence by itself made me fucking laugh because of, you know, the, the quote that comes right after it, you know, doesn't fit the way they're framing this whatsoever. Uh, later, Biden made his position clear in an interview with CBS, <laughs> which is just like, <laughs> you know, whatever they're about to quote is the total opposite of Biden making his position clear. Come on, and I'll, man. and I'll quote Biden now. Uh, no, I don't support defunding the police. I support conditioning federal aid to police based on whether or not they meet certain basic standards of decency and honorableness. He said. The fuck does that mean? Exactly. It doesn't fucking mean anything. What the fuck does meeting your commitment to honorable mean to get your fucking Pell Grant or whatever the fuck? <laughs> like, it, it's just... You know, and then, of course, they're like, oh, the, the Hill here to like, that's Biden being as clear as possible. I mean, for Biden, he fucking hit it out of the park. Right. <laughs> uh, I love the sta- I love the standards for Biden. It's just like, well, he didn't shit his pants, uh, you know, during the entire three minute answer that he gave. So, you know, and then <laughs> they count that one in the win column. They quote a uh, unnamed source, which, of course, is probably a large Democratic donor. Uh, if this becomes a debate about defunding the police, we will lose and there will be a catastrophic consequence. It's a political disaster. It's such a surreal moment. So now, of course, they're already gearing up for Biden's eventual loss to Trump, which they will blame on us for demanding defunding the police. It's going to be our fault because we wanted police accountability, wanted to totally tear the police apart. Right. It's going to be our fault that Biden didn't get behind that and the Republicans, you know, pinned him to it. Um, and then of course you get this fucking just, you know, the, the people that live on the other side of the fucking moon, uh, Joe Manchin <laughs> later on Monday called the idea of defunding the police stupid and crazy quote, you can't defund the police. That's stupid. It's crazy. And anyone who talks about that <laughs> is nuts. We have to make sure our police have the proper education and the proper screening. Proper education means that they have to be you if you have to be trained not to murder people you shouldn't be in that position if yeah, you need you more training if you have more you need more training to know not to shoot a 12 year old child holding a toy then you should never have been allowed anywhere near a gun let alone with a badge okay if that's something they have to train out of you the urge to murder children Fuck it. Burn it down. Burn down more police stations. Burn them all fucking down. Did you see that poll that showed that more Americans, 54%, supported burning down a police station than they support Biden or Trump? Did you see yeah, that shit? Yeah, that, that was unbelievable. I mean, I loved it. I, I could not <laughs> believe. Uh, but, you know, people are just so fucking fed up. Like, even the, 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 the straights, you know, so to speak, see this shit and they're like, oh, no, these people are just... Like an occupying army, they're just fascist fucking thugs. Like this is, uh, you know, and this is really illustrative to Americans because this is what we do to uh, every fucking country that we occupy. Like every country in the Middle East um, deals with this shit from us, you know, on a regular basis. So imagine, like, what, like, why we're so hardcore about stopping this fucking imperialism, you know, and like pulling all of our troops out of all of these countries that we have no business being in. Um, this is the shit that they, we do to them on a regular basis, like on a daily basis. Like this is their regular reality. So, um, but I, I really think like, like regular cable news watchers even are kind of seeing the shit now, despite all the 
propaganda the cable news is doing to kind of, you know, uh, downplay it. And it, it's just like, I, I really feel like if we cannot let liberals fucking turn the corner on this and co-opt this movement, because there's a real momentum behind what's happening with this shit you know i mean there like, has been there has been but again like I've, I've seen the the one thing that gets shit to change which is non-peaceful protest uh being clamped down on by people who know how to get on a megaphone and know how to talk to a crowd and know how to can manipulate them you know i've literally not not recently i've literally seen somebody get on a microphone when there was a very motivated very unruly crowd that had survived uh you know multiple strike teams attacking them beating them arresting them and yet the crowd was still refusing to stop marching in the street unpermitted and somebody got on a megaphone like a professional career organizer and said hey everyone wouldn't it be cool if instead of you know you know breaking windows and being all rowdy. Like, what if we had a dance party instead? And like, <laughs> maybe 80% of the people were like, Hey, yeah, that's a good idea. So literally like anytime I see someone on a microphone leading a march, I'm like, no, that is like the, the best fucking marches have no leaders. As soon as there's a leader, I mistrust what's going to happen because yeah. that person is trying to elevate themselves in some way, usually, and trying to control the crowd. Usually, and trying to make sure the crowd doesn't get too out of control, usually, right? And that's not what we need right now. We need people to, people to be, you know, working horizontally, working as a mass mob of people. And as we talked about last week, that doesn't mean violence, right? Vandalism is not violence. Uh, the, no. the places, by and large, the vast majority of businesses that have been looted are big box corporations, right? Very few small businesses have been hurt. Right. And the ones that have immediately get a GoFundMe page from the community and they'll get like $200,000. Right. Like that's how much people care. And most and of the I'm business also, owners I know of, I told you, I told you about the camera owner, the camera shop owner who had like a hundred year old camera shop get, that got burned. And he got on the yeah. news and said, I, I have the, I have insurance. People will help me, but it won't bring that guy's life back. And that's what I'm the most mad about. Right. Totally gracious guy. Right. Yeah. And it, it's still people I, I felt bad, I, but you know, this is this is this is something it, that there there's is some a chance that that's right wingers too, like trying to make you know the protesters eh. look bad like they're, they're you know, like I, I the the most like people I see looting or like, you know, burning shit, it's it's always the fucking corporations. Like they go out and if you look at the street graffiti, it's all like, you know, anti capitalist rhetoric. So like for them to be burning some little shot like I, th there's no way that not at least some of that is not right wingers no, nobody, trying to make the protesters look bad nobody's you know private automobile has been damaged right like the only time i heard of that happening was uh somebody rammed their car into, into the crowd i think yeah, it was in yeah. lansing in lansing yeah. and they you know there was the guy that drove his car into the crowd and then got out and had the gun and that was in i think seattle and then that guy turned out to be like the head, I don't even know that was in the South. He turned out to be like the head of the KKK in that state or whatever. But in, yeah, I think it was in Lansing, Michigan. Someone drove a car, like their private car into the crowd, and people set that car on fire. 
That's the only yeah. time I've heard of like somebody's personal car getting fucked up. But which I mean, um, you get what you deserve in that situation. You obviously. use your car as a deadly weapon. You get to have it burned. I'm sorry. But you know what's crazy <laughs> is that that guy, the cops, didn't even fucking arrest that guy. They like just had. They didn't even handcuff that guy. No. There, there's video of him like yelling at the protesters, burning his car, standing next to the cops. Who had not handcuffed him. They're just fucking standing there. I mean, I'm you know, I'm sure that's their fucking buddy Jim Bob who they're gonna go see at the rally, you oh, know, yeah. uh, next Saturday. His, but his dad's a sergeant on the force, of course they knew him. But yeah, so but but you mentioned like, you know, people kind of co-opting it on on uh megaphones and shit. And and so, you know, people were sharing out, I think from Oakland, this um a lot of these really like powerful images of uh like uh like like Black Panther members like walking you know in the front of this like kind of protest march, uh you know with with rifles with assault weapons and shit like that and we a lot of us were like oh this is fucking awesome you know we we've been talking about how you know uh, the left needs to needs to be you know <laughs> armed in certain situations because the cops are just not going to stop shooting black people to death. Um, and you know, maybe if people started shooting back, they would be a little more reluctant to fucking, you know, go to that as the first option. But, um, you know, so there's this one group in particular and it's been this one woman in particular who had, you know, very striking, really attractive. Like this whole group is just really young, attractive, uh, striking looking activists and, because of that, it got shared around everywhere. You know, they were showing them on, on, uh, you know, all on, like all over social media on the news. Oh, it was and, huge. It was everywhere. It, and, you know, they all, all had like AR 15s and tactical gear and everything. And they definitely, you know, th- there's definitely like, you know, there's like this socialist, uh, there's the uh, gun clubs that are in every socialist state. rifle association. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, and there, there's, um, you know, uh, black rifle clubs there has been for, for a long time, but we've, we've seen a lot of that. So it wasn't like this is the first time we've ever seen one of these things. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just that this group and especially this one woman were a little too attractive and no one really criticized it until they saw her arm in arm with a police officer with her fist raised in the air and people rightly so said, what the fuck, mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Right. And so somebody had a really long thread today who started to kind of explain who this group really was, uh, who they claimed to be. Um, and they, apparently they gave out two different names of who they were. Like they hadn't gotten like their name straight amongst each other. Uh, and then the, the people went to their Instagram pages and realized like these are all just paid actors. None of these people like literal really actors. activists. <laughs> Yes, and that's not to say that you couldn't be an activist and an activist and carry a gun, but like it literally, like they basically got hired to do a photo shoot. Like this was basically Kendall Jenner with an AR-15 instead of a fucking Pepsi, right? And yeah. and nowhere on this woman's uh, Instagram account was there anything relating to anything of this nature whatsoever until like the moment this this like photo shoot, you know, makeup crew, uh, wardrobe crew thing showed up there right and yeah it's just it's like can't we have anything not turn into a fucking milkshake duck (laughs) well i mean it was very much you know and the fact that like they were obviously uh, making themselves so prominent and talking all the time and spreading it all over social media 
Um, and then, you know, we're arm in arm with the cops and trying to defuse and trying to, you know, move people towards, oh, well, cops are good. They just need to walk with us and kneel with us. <sighs> it, it, it reeked of COINTELPRO. You know, like it, it just felt like like Cointel Pro for dummies, like the the most basic, like laziest version of that, where it's just like the FBI or the CIA trying to co-opt these radical movements and, you know, point them in a direction of, you know, uh, compliance or a direction, you know, like just completely destroy these movements from within. So it very much felt like that. And, um, you know, you, even if it wasn't some kind of psyop, even if it was just some really fucking dumb Instagram influencers that were like, yeah, was- hey, let's go get attention for this. <clears throat> Think about how disrespectful that is and how much work that undoes of people that are really trying to make a fucking difference. For you to just show up and be like, hey, you know, black power fist. Activist tourism. Arm around fucking, you know, the, the fucking cop she picked to link arms with too was just oh, like... He looked like such a fucking pig. Literally like, looked a... like fucking boss hog from fucking Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> like a literal pig. I'm not just saying, like, he looks like a literal, like, <laughs> he he, like you know, feral pig. Like, he's totally to bald. Like fucking, oh my God. It was just, like, this is, it cannot be... You know, I get it. You have a movement this big come out of nowhere. Everyone wants to get involved in some way, but just cashing in for fucking Instagram likes or, or you know, photo shoot, whatever. Like, just please don't do that. Like, have some fucking self-awareness, that, you know. I, I really think the fact that they're all actually actors means that somebody must have hired. Like, they, they're all, like, you know, working actors. Like, I... I almost think that, like, this has got to be... And they didn't seem like they were in, like, a friend group together based on just kind of the cursory you know like scrolling through their social media like they're just like dudes and 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 like like just like men and women looking for work so like i really think and who knows who hired them maybe the fucking police department hired them to to diffuse tensions by having them you know march in front and then march arm in arm somebody did like yeah somebody did some really good work and i think i think you're right that like somebody else hired them and orchestrated this because it doesn't seem like all these people would put this together on their own one of the things was that on their berets was this symbol of a panther, which people just immediately thought, oh, Black Panthers. Turns out it's not. Turns out it's actually the unofficial symbol of the 66th Inf- Infantry Division of the U.S. Army. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, th- th- again, there's somebody did a really good thread about this and it got shared a ton. Like, they did their fucking homework. And this was not doxing, right? This was just like looking no, at their photos just, on Instagram, yeah. looking up what that shit. symbol was. Like no judgment on these people. They're just acknowledging that like what they were doing was, you know, was staged. It was put on. Whether it was them staging this to look like something it wasn't or someone else paying them to do it, it you know, it looked really fucking fishy. So that happened in New York too with this uh, another guy who was like leading a group. He, you know, he had a beret on and then later on he's arm in arm with the fucking cops, like trying to, you know, like it's, it's just, there's a lot of fucking really like lazy attempts at, at, at like, you know, co co opting and, and diffusing like, like that's either clearly being orchestrated by somebody, whether or not it's actually the CIA again, or if it's just local police departments being like, yeah. hey, let's uh, hire a black guy to make uh, make us look uh, not like uh, a bunch of murdering thugs that we are. You know, I bet you those know? those guns they had weren't even fucking, didn't even shoot live rounds. They're probably oh, like fucking not. airsoft rifles. Yeah, airsoft. Pellets, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Well, I mean, and and look, and you know, I I I wanted to mention it last week. It's just unreal the shit that. Did you see that video of um, there were like the protesters that were on a highway and the cops like literally trapped them in, uh, up against this, you know, this embankment like this big hill that they couldn't crawl up, and then just started tear gassing them. And it's like you're literally going to kill these people. Like I don't I don't know how that got resolved and how they got out of there, but they. It, it was yeah, there was there was a girl horrific. who actually I don't I I scrolled past it and didn't click on it. There was she a, the, died from exposure like two days yeah, later. She, two days later she, she died. She had really from, bad asthma and she was like pepper sprayed yeah. and tear gassed and it right. she couldn't handle it. And then like of course the unconscionable right would say, well, what is she out there protesting if she can't take some tear gas? Like that's exactly what you know they would fucking say. Tear yeah. and this is makes and this is what makes me fucking nuts is that tear gas. It's it's illegal to use tear gas in international warfare. Like it's considered a war crime, yet somehow it's not completely illegal and uh, an immediate like you know fireable like punishable offense in the United States. Right. And it's just like you know. And I remember watching hey, that. that you know clip. what is legal on the battlefield though is Tomahawk missiles. So a little bit <laughs> yeah, of an advantage well, that, well, that's there. That's what I'm saying. It's like it, how bad does something have to be to be banned in international warfare? Yet we use it on American unarmed American peaceful protesters. Yeah. It's fucking horrific. And like I, I just was watching that clip of the people on the highway like being tear gassed and like not being able to escape. And I just had like fucking horrible flashbacks to what they did to people in Waco with the same fucking CS gas where they, you know, just tear gassed a bunch of people in an enclosed area who couldn't get away and a bunch of them just fucking suffocated to death. It's like it, it's just it, Sure. The, the brutality, right. well, you like, know, knows you don't no to go fucking back that bounds. far. You look at all the tear gas that uh, the police uh, fired on people at Standing Apple, Rock yeah. Uh, yeah. while Obama was president, right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking, if everyone's like, well, that happened under Obama. It doesn't matter what fucking president. President has no, you know, no, there's no president who, where tear gas wasn't used on fucking protesters. Nope. <laughs> it's just, not in our lifetime. removed. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe Jimmy Carter. Like, I don't even. I'm no. sure somebody's like, no, the, the 1982 Democratic there's meeting. Always, the, the, there's, there's, there's always, there's always something. Always been riots and unrest and whatever. You look at the. I listed off all the reasons white people had rioted, in, in like the just the last like 30 years. Yep. Yeah, fucking sports. You know what? What, what, what happened when Philadelphia won the Super Bowl? They tore they the, the city, city shred, <laughs> to fucking shredded it, and that was because they won. It was just like what? That you're not like why would the, yeah, again? Why would those people destroy their own city? It makes no sense. Why would those thugs destroy their own neighborhood? <laughs> fucking eagles, man! <laughs> oh, man! Fucking Philly people are the worst. People from Philly are the worst. So you know, you mentioned about like thugs and destroying their own city. I, we got to play this clip before we get out of here. We got to play this clip from this fucking no-necked uh, police. Uh, is he is he the commissioner? Is he like the chief of this of this police? He's union the head of the police union of okay. the largest police force in the United States. Of the NYPD, so, yeah, yeah, the NYPD. And if you think like you know that like the police chief has to be very political and you know you know uh, agree with the mayor on most everything at least publicly, um, the the head of police union does not have those constraints. Right. And if you've ever heard a police union president talk about anything, you'll be shocked at how open they are about their contempt for the general public. Oh, yeah. uh, and and th- this guy is we've played the clips of this guy before, <clears throat> and he is exactly what you would expect the, uh, the the boss of the New York City's police union to sound like. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, let, let's hear it from yeah. Mike O'Mara. 
It's basically if you gave the bagel boss guy like a badge and then this is what it would be the result. This isn't stained by someone in Minneapolis. It's still got a shine on it. And so do theirs. So do theirs. Stop treating us like animals and thugs and start treating us with some respect. That's what we're here today to say. We've been left out of the conversation. We've been vilified. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Trying to make us embarrassed of our profession. 375 million interactions. Overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. Nobody talks about all the police officers that were killed in the last week in the United States of America, and there were a number of them. We don't condone Minneapolis. We roundly reject what he did as disgusting. It's disgusting. It's not what we do. It's not what police officers do. Our legislators abandoned us. The press is vilifying us. Well, you know what, guys? I'm proud to be a cop. And I'm going to continue to be proud to be a cop until the day I retire. And that's all I have to say. So I have a couple of observations about this fucking mook. So number one, he has no mic control whatsoever. This guy's a spokesman, keeps turning away and looking at the cops, not talking into the microphones while he's giving a press conference. And it's like his his big power lines in the fucking presentation just... Total more trailing off. He's totally trailing off when he should be like, you know, fuck, hit, hit <laughs> this out of the park. This is this should be like his shining moment when when they're really at their you know at their lowest point, and he's just kind of like resigning himself to, to you know, like, oh god, we, we really do fuck. So, and then he says, and then he says, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be proud to be a cop to the day I retire. Like really, and then you're gonna be ashamed after you quit. <laughs> like, oh, why don't you quit now? Because <laughs> that would yeah. fucking so, everything's purposes. Also, you know, as I'm sure everyone who is listening to this clip and had not yet seen it surmised, this guy is wearing his cell phone on a clip on his belt because, of course, he is. Um, But but, so the visuals from this this press conference, too, were were very intentional. Like, it looks super fascistic. He's got a bunch of these fucking mooks behind him. They're all wearing the same face mask, uh, you know, same surgical masks, which is funny because... In almost every video you see the NYPD are not wearing masks. They're just fucking blatantly putting everyone's health in jeopardy by not wearing masks, right. even though almost all of the protesters well, and, and they're also, are. they're also behind him all standing shoulder to shoulder, not distant mm-hmm. whatsoever. So yeah, at least no, they put it, the mask on, but like they're not. I, I do want to give him some credit, though, mm-hmm. and then also take away that credit because he's an idiot. Because he says, you know, we don't condone Minneapolis, referring to what this officer did. He said, what that guy did was disgusting. And I'm like, okay, at least he agrees that was disgusting behavior. Or at least he's he's forced to because of all yeah. the outrage. <laughs> right. Exactly. But then he goes, that's not who we are. That's not what police officers do. And it's like, do you know the history of the NYPD? <laughs> you fucking moron. <laughs> Because that is exactly what you fuckers do. Do you now, have like 30 hours for me to show you some videos of your fucking thugs like right. murdering people? Now, if he, if he had said, that's not who we're supposed to be, we need to be better than that. I would have been like, okay, that's decent enough. That's okay. That's at least better than that's not who we are. We don't do that because that's just a fucking lie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at least he said what that guy, what that cop did in Minneapolis was disgusting. At least he said that. 
which I didn't expect because I've heard this guy talk before, and I didn't expect anything that to, to be not like not an inch to be mouth. given on that. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. No, I know. So because that, that's just so indefensible that even Trump couldn't defend it. So I think there's some right. So they had to make up hoaxes you know. saying that it wasn't real. Yes, <laughs> <Which is> just <laughs> insane. <laughs> of course, of course, um, they had to make up a hoax, hoax conspiracy. Yeah. Um, well, but you, you know, I mean, again, yeah. I like I, it's, it's got to be tough to be a cop right now for like the first time maybe ever um, because like <laughs> the, the country is really, really, really turned against the fucking police right now. And, you know, again, they, they, they cling to their guns. They cling to this idea that their job is dangerous. And if they don't have those guns, they're going to get killed. It's like, look, the reason why your job is dangerous is because people hate you because you murder people and get away with it. If they all if they knew that most of you weren't armed and you weren't murdering people, they wouldn't fuck with you. No one's out there saying, you know, fucking, you know, fuck the parking meter guy. You know, like nobody's saying like fucking uh, parking meter cop killer like nobody's doing that right like no, nobody it's like come on man you got a parking ticket all right fine see you later i mean fuck those like, people in general meter maids but but yes sure but certainly not, don't want like, to commit violence against them the, the parking meter guy's not out there with a fucking bulletproof vest because he's worried about somebody sniping them right like we they, they, literally it's the, the only reason why black people have ever rioted in this country have ever looted in this country is because of white supremacy because of brutal, awful fucking violence, because of segregation, because of Jim Crow, because of having their homes and, and their businesses burned to the ground by white people. That's the only reason why black people have ever responded in kind, right? So there is a cause and effect here. If you get rid of the police, you're not going to have these kind of riots, right? Or if yeah. you turn the police into something where it's like, okay, you've got uh, you know, 1% of officers get a gun, the rest are basically social workers, Right, that's 100% what they should be. Yeah, yeah. 99% of these fucking calls are, are things that, yes, I understand the frustration that they shouldn't have to respond to because it's it's just shit that like it, it that they're not crimes, right? It's like, oh, there's a there's a black guy, mow, a black kid mowing the yard next door. Uh, send the police. Like what? What the f- like what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Uh, or if you do have a situation you know, that requires some kind of intervention. Like, should you send an ambulance or should you send a SWAT team? Uh, nine times out of 10, it's an ambulance or it's, it's, you know, like a crisis counselor. You don't need a fucking armed thug, right? So when we say uh, abolish the police or defund the police or dismantle the police, it, yes, we acknowledge like there's still going to be crimes. There's still going to be murders that need to be investigated to catch the person who did the fucking murder. Uh, you know, or serial, serial arsonists burning down people's homes. Like, I, sure, like that, we should probably have somebody investigate that, right? But it shouldn't be an armed cop coming out when somebody with, uh, you know, a mental disorder is having an emotional breakdown. And why would you even call the police in that situation? Like, do, how do you not know what the fuck they do when they get there and the person doesn't obey what they want, what the cop tells them to? Like, you know they're going to get shot. Don't call the fucking yeah. cops unless it's a yeah. real life-threatening emergency and even then let them know what the risks are let them know there's no danger to the officer let them know what the situation is so they don't go in there fucking half cocked and ready to fucking shoot somebody yeah that's that's an important thing because the cops like we said are, are you know petrified and psychotic and always ready to fucking shoot somebody is if you ever do have to call them for something you should always like specify this is not a violent situation. You know, there's, there's no, no one has a gun here. Like always specify the situation so that they yes. don't come in like maniacs. And, and assume that whatever you tell the 911 operator 
only half of it's going to stick with the person, the, the cop uh-huh. they're telling it to. So be explicit, be clear, be concise. There's no guns in this house. What? I heard the word gun. Guys, guys, <laughs> right. there's a gun in there. You no, know? there's no guns. None. It's all yeah. very chill. God, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm debating. I, you know, I never engage with anybody on Facebook, but my, my grandmother has just, has her fucking brain rotted by watching Fox News all day. And she just posted, or reposted somebody saying, has anyone mentioned that the police will leave you alone if you don't do illegal stuff? And I'm just so tempted to, to on purpose, make like 50 posts rather than make it into one post just to annoy her, like of different videos of cops just abusing and beating shit out of people doing literally nothing. <laughs> you know, people standing on their front sure. porches watching a march go by, a 75-year-old man trying to give a cop his helmet back. Like there's just, from the last week alone, I could probably post fucking 70 clips, but you know. You know, if you just let a cop into your house when she thinks it's actually her house and, you know, admit to her that you were actually robbing her (laughs) instead of just minding your own business in your own home, they might not. (laughs) Right. No, it's absurd. One last. um, um, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I I actually have a a, a really positive trend that's emerged this week that'll kind of maybe maybe give us some hope for, you know, going forward. Oh, Um, was it the statue that went in the river? Yes, yes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so there's Jinx. a statue. Yeah. <laughs> Is that that's what you're going to bring up too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, amazing. So th- th- there's this, people in the UK just fucking know how to protest, right? Like they, they just know how to do this shit. So they, there was a, you know, there was a statue of this uh, slave owner, Edward Colston, I oh, think his no, name no, no, was. No, no, no. It was not a slave owner, it was a slave trader. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Slave he trader. He was an importer of human bodies. So, yes. so why do we have a statue again? Just, just. It, because it's I mean, I, I know it's, we have a racist fucking country. <laughs> it is. It was yeah. built on. Yeah, exactly. We have you know statues of Christopher Columbus, who was a slave trader. You know, so, exactly. um, so, um, you know, rather than like you know protest and hem and haw about the town not you know doing anything to take the statue down, people were just like, yeah, fuck this. They threw a bunch of ropes around this thing, pulled it down carried it down the road and threw it in the fucking river. It, it was, it was the most, it was, it was one of the most amazing moments I think I've seen. Well, in the, like... the, it, it wasn't just that they threw it in the river at the same point where this guy docked his slave ships. That's, Oh, I didn't amazing. even know that part. That's amazing. Yes. That's fucking yes, amazing. That is fucking amazing. <laughs> so now, now you're seeing shit like people going after statues of Winston Churchill, who is a notorious fucking genocidal racist. Uh, and people are like, wait, Winston Churchill, what, what, what? And it's like, here's a list of all the fucking racist shit he said. Uh, one, one of the ones I have off the top of my head, my, you know, one of the first times I learned about Winston Churchill's racism, he said uh, of the um, of uh, native indigenous people in Australia, the aboriginals of Australia have no more rights to land than a dog does to a barn. Oh, nice guy. He said that in the 30s. Yeah. Uh, it, it, one of the things I love about the Netflix series The Crown is Jonathan Lithgow's portrayal of Winston Churchill and how just absolutely unflattering it is of Churchill. Really? They make him look fucking terrible, and I <laughs> love it because mainstream media just like they don't touch that. They don't touch that yeah. stuff, right? So, and then somebody posted a picture today of a, a, a statue of Margaret Thatcher, and she's like pointing, and they captioned it Margaret Thatcher pointing to the Thames because she wants to go for a swim. <laughs> well so you know this this gave people uh, a great idea and and you know i saw another uh, statue of another you know confederate general in the south getting pulled down and then i saw another uh article about how 
a town just like voluntarily took down a Confederate statue because I think they realized people are going to start just fucking tearing these things down. If they don't take it down to preserve it for a museum, people are going to destroy it. Just outright destroy it, not tear it down. Just now, uh, a a local CBS affiliate in Richmond, Virginia posted, breaking, a statue of Christopher Columbus in Bird Park has been removed by protesters and thrown into the lake. (laughs) Which is just... What needs to happen in every city in America uh, so, going forward? Some fucking right wing dipshit posted a picture of the uh, the like the bust statue of Marx that's in London. Said, "Interesting how the protesters in London are leaving the Karl Marx statue alone." <laughs> and I, I quote, I quote <laughs> um, tweeted his picture, and I said, "It's almost as if things happen for reasons." <laughs> <laughs> God, it's almost like they're doing this like for, you know, d- d- along political ideologies and they're not just trying to randomly destroy shit. It's weird it's, how that works out. I know. It's crazy. I, I thought a riot was just chaos and people randomly <laughs> burning things and breaking things randomly without any thought behind the reasons why and who is targeted. Yeah, it's oh, like, man. come this on, the, people. I, I just I, I, I think the goal needs to be one racist statue thrown into a river uh, once a night at least in somewhere in America. Oh, we, we have, yeah, we, we have these every fucking city in America. Yeah, we got to drag it out and make each one its own celebration. Don't do it all at once. You know, we've <laughs> yeah, got, schedule we've this got enough. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, so again, there, there is much to be happy for and much to celebrate and much to be concerned with still, but you know, take the wins where we can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that uh, pretty much covers what we wanted to cover this week. Just really not a lot happening in the world other than that. Uh, that's been, you know, the the focus of everybody's attention. Um, so pretty much. I mean, I guess, I guess we'll yeah. See what happens. If you didn't listen to our episode last week, please go do because I, I went into great detail about uh, a lot of the very dramatic events of uh, two Saturdays ago when Chicago legit was rioting. Like, like, not just like, just riot, 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 <laughs> all night. The cavalry came in. It was fucking the cavalry crazy. was there. Yeah, the uh, uh, dreaded cowboy, as he is known, uh, was <laughs> was leading the charge and leading us away from the charge too. When the cops would rush us, uh, everyone would follow this guy on horseback, young black man on horseback, uh, and it was his horse, despite what the internet said. Those are those yep. are his horses. Um, so yeah, check that out, and uh, if you like what you hear. Like, views, review, yeah. review. Don't review us. Just like us and subscribe. No, and review retweet. us too. That, that actually helps. <laughs> give, give us oh, yeah. reviews. Yeah, give us good reviews. I give forgot us, you can actually do that. Reviews. Don't give us bad reviews. Uh, yeah, so rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, uh, soundcloud.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots, <clears throat> patreon.com slash move left, tinyurl.com slash move left merch. If you want to pick up any merch from the show, uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Oh yeah, that's my cue. I already said it before, but uh, <laughs> once again, I'm on. I'm at bike slutty on Twitter. Uh, if you go to my page, there's that pin tweet I mentioned. Just scroll down, you see lots and lots of pictures of writing, of artwork, uh, of resistance. Shut it down. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Keep pulling down statues of racists.
to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Oh, hell. Come on.